This is episode number 38 with Vice President of Ecosystem Development at University City Science Center, Tracy Bralla. Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual or organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy and let's dive in. Keith Razi once said, the currency of real networking is not greed, but generosity. Helen Keller once said, alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. Hello, our lovely viewers. How are you guys doing? I know things are tough during these times. However, you must adapt. And that is exactly what we're going to do with our first We Love Philly podcast virtually. Today, we talk about how Venture Cafe has adapted to COVID-19 and how storytelling is the root of all great entrepreneurial ventures and how working as a collective keeps Venture Cafe true to their mission. I know times are tough recently. I am also a senior. So to you 20, 20 seniors, I feel your pain, but you must adapt once again and push through. Enjoy our podcast featuring Cherish, Mr. Aponte, me, and Tracy Brawla. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Great job. Graduation. I I don't know. I don't know. They said they're gonna make a video though. They said they're gonna compile a video of people like uh, and they're gonna mail us a diploma. So. I think the video thing was like nice, but you know, there's not not much they can do. So. Who uh, who told you about the video? Uh, Miss Aponte, she called uh, me. She leaked it. We already shot it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one was supposed to say anything to the students. <laughs> Tight. Are you a senior then? Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely feel for you and all of the seniors are that are going through these transitions. This is not how anybody wanted your senior year to. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. How do you feel about it all, Tyed? Mm, I guess because I'm me, I, it's like, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people, but I do think it's unfortunate. I, I have a son too, but I almost sometimes feel like it's a boy thing because I think I was more upset. What do you mean there's no prom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm I'm bummed about prom. I feel like Ty Ty is one of the most stylish students in our school, so I was really looking forward to seeing what he what he pulled out of his hat for prom. Yeah, I was gonna pop off. Yeah, yeah. did you already have your outfit bought? Yeah, no, not bought, not bought, oh, definitely God. not bought. Yeah. But I had it, I had it gotcha. in my cart and stuff like that. Gotcha. You should buy it anyway. To buy it anyways. Yeah. Let me let me know if you need help with that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're waiting for Cherish said she's trying to log into this. Hey, I think that's Cherish. Cherish, how, how are you feeling through all of this? Through it all, I can honestly say that I'm a bit distressed. COVID has made me realize how much I didn't appreciate the outside world as much as I thought I did. Cherish, what year in school are you? As for what year of school I'm in, I'm a junior. 
I think COVID pushed me back a bit. Like I'm not as focused as I once was and I don't have the dedication that I once had. I've gotten lazy with my schoolwork, but I think that I can push through and persevere. I think that I'll be just fine. Tracy, when we were when we were researching you, we saw that you are a Villanova alumni, you're a Penn alumni. So since Tayid is a senior and Cherish is about to be a senior, what, oh wow, champs. <laughs> did you go to the parade? Can you see? <laughs> I did. I was actually president of the Alumni Association when we won in 2016. Oh, and so wow. I was fortunate you. to be at the national championship with amazing seats, kind of direct line to the shot that Chris Jenkins took to win the game. So these guys <laughs> probably don't even know who that is, but. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty epic. I'm pretty uh, excited. To say the class of 2020 is coming to you for advice for colleges right now. What would you tell them? Well, I would say college is just a fantastic time to explore who you are and learn as much as you can. I wouldn't say that grades aren't important because I genuinely do think grades are important, but I think that the whole college experience is equally as important. So making sure that you are taking into consideration activities or jobs that you're doing outside of just the classroom, because for me, that's what makes a holistic college experience. So Tracy, how did you know Villanova was the school for you? Great question. And I was deciding between Penn and Villanova. And I was a diver on the swim team, so I had an athletic scholarship to go to Villanova. At the end of the day, it was a financial decision that helped me kind of sway towards Villanova. It was a decision that I would never change in a million years because I knew it was absolutely the right place. So when I walked on campus, I got that feel. I was never concerned, am I good enough or is this the right place for me? I knew in my heart that it was the right place. And from a financial standpoint, it was a great decision for that reason. But it was also part of the reason I always said to myself, I know I'm going to go back and get my MBA from Wharton because I didn't go to Wharton undergrad. So I kind of always thought that I could get the best of both worlds by doing both. If you could put yourself in the shoes of the class of 2020, do you think you would have lasted or survived? Do you think that you would have had their strength? You know what? I think 2020 has actually been a lot better than I would have been, to tell you the truth. I've been so impressed by the fortitude that the class of 2020 has showed, I'm not confident that my 17 or 18-year-old self would have been quite as strong as the class of 2020 has shown. I think what's really terrific for students today is the access to things like the internet and information, and it gives folks the ability to pivot and think about ways that they can help and do good, which I think if it were me a couple of years ago, <laughs> I would have had a lot harder time thinking beyond just me and thinking big picture. So I think the class of 2020 has been very impressive. Bars. Ty, you are so I keep bright. I keep seeing the map on him and I keep thinking he's like lost in the city. <laughs> 
So I've read that the city is preparing to lift quarantine in hopes of reopening the economy. And they're trying to do this by May 30th. How do you feel about this? I am very torn. I think that there's a phased approach is definitely the right approach. I think for where we are right now as a city, May 30th would be a bit premature. But I would like to see us thinking about strategically how to do it in the right way. So how are we doing it in a way, big picture, like even if people are working different hours, so everybody isn't riding public transportation at the same time. You guys weren't born yet. I'm not even (laughs) sure if, I don't know if you call him Carlos or Mr. Aponte was born yet, but there was like the gas crisis in the 1970s and you could only go (laughs) get gas on certain days of the week, depending upon what your license plate was. I I was relatively young, so I don't remember the details, but there was a staged way to do it. And so I think that we need to be thinking about what are those staged ways to do it. I'm also very mindful of how do we do the best job possible to support the people who are affected by this, because there are many people who are affected, who if we reopen the economy, can start to get their lives back. And so how are we cognizant of of both sides of the equation? How has this pandemic affected Venture Cafe? We were the first event in Philadelphia and the first Venture Cafe in the United States to go virtual. So on (laughs) March 4th, I know it was crazy at the time, but on March 4th, 24 hours before we were supposed to have an in-person event. I came out of a meeting with our global peers and realized that the time was upon us to not put people at risk by gathering together. And the question in my mind was not if it was when. So I genuinely thought I had another week of us getting together in person and just was really confronted with data that suggested that it wasn't worth it for me to bring the community together if it risked getting one person infected because so much was still unknown for us at the time. And so I thought it was really important for us to make the decision um, and a leadership position within the city to make the decision to go virtual. And so we went virtual and it was crazy and challenging that first week. The good part about us going virtual that week was that we were actually able to be together as a team. And so while some of the speakers came in, none of the attendees were there, but we got used to the technology. We got used to how to operate as a team, who was going to lead which session, how are we going to organize things. And it really gave us um, a jumpstart on what it meant to operate. The VC John is still going on. Virtual John now. Could you let our listeners know what is Venture Cafe? Venture Cafe is an in-person gathering every week in Philadelphia at 3675 Market Street on Thursdays from 3 to 8 p.m. It's free and open to the public. We love all kinds of folks to come together and all different ages and demographics. So everyone's welcome from students to We've had someone who's 100 attend Venture Cafe. And really the premise is getting people together is connecting innovators to make things happen. And 
we really like to also live by the theme of innovation is for everyone. And so we think that there's a lot of opportunities for innovation in small, different ways. And so we try to have a variety of different programming that really highlights and showcases the great things that are happening in the Philadelphia ecosystem. We have a series of speakers or sometimes a panel conversation. We have demo tables, which I know you all have participated in in the past. And it's a great opportunity for the community to come together. We try to make it very experiential. So it isn't just going and sitting in a classroom and having someone speak at you. It's really about making sure that people are connecting with each other. Tayid, Tracy mentioned the demo table that we had. Oh. How was your experience oh. with the demo tables? So you walk in and there's a lot of tables and with different organizations and people. And you can go up to any one of them and have a conversation with them. And they'll tell you what they're about. And usually, like you said, it's not like someone talking at you. It feels more personal. It feels more like they're talking to you. And when we did it, we did a podcast with uh, multiple people. And it was super fun because you get to see what everyone's about. And more personal, more contact. You know, you get to know more. Yeah. Yeah, we also cool. made the care packages for the the homeless and just to watch everyone that was at Venture Cafe. Like you said, it was the most diverse crowd, be it race, be it age, be it gender. It's just everyone was there and they were all making the care packages and they were all excited to see us there. And it was really cool to interact with people who was generally trying to figure out how to make the city a better place. It didn't seem like money was the number one motivation for the people there. It was how do we make Philly a better city, which I appreciated that a lot. Absolutely. How did you come up with the decision to make Venture Cafe free and accessible to so, anyone? So um, Venture Cafe Philadelphia is actually part of a broader organization. So Venture Cafe originally started 10 years ago in Boston. And when we opened our site here in Philadelphia, we were the seventh outpost in the world. And so there's gotcha. also locations in Sydney, Australia and Tokyo, Japan. Rotterdam, Warsaw, wow. Poland. Have they embraced um, the word John Miami, as well? St. Louis. No one else uses John. <laughs> we only use John. So it is very Philly. We were trying to use their hashtags, which was like, make it happen. And I'm like, this is too long. And so we had an intern last summer who helped us come up with VC John. And it just fits because we all know what John is. And it was super exciting last October we hosted the global gathering for all of the folks from around the world. So it was exciting oh, to have wow. them come to Philadelphia and see our great city, but then they could also experience DC John for themselves. So <laughs> we sent them an article on what is John beforehand. <laughs> it's so weird not being in person because you can't tell who's about to say Anybody something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I miss, know. Yeah, I miss everyone I so much so I that I, yeah, I'm constantly hitting you all up. <laughs> what brings you the most pride about what's going on at Venture Cafe? So from my perspective, when I created Venture Cafe Philadelphia, before we opened it, I, I talked to 120 different people from around the city to try to figure out what we needed. And it really helped to inform our strategy, kind of the direction I wanted to go. And so we created an, an acronym, which is CAFE. So not super original, but it's easy to remember. So this C was about creating community. 
The A was attracting a diverse audience of participants and speakers. The F is fostering inspiration. So I always say that if you come to a venture cafe and don't leave inspired, then I didn't do my job. My team didn't do our job. You need to tell me because we need to make it better. You need to know you're going to come and have a great experience. And then really the E is ultimately engaging and growing the ecosystem. And so getting a broad group of people there to participate. And so I would say that that was kind of always our North Star of where we wanted to go. And probably one of the things at the end of the day that I'm most proud about is the community that we're able to build and recognizing that that community is very welcoming and opening to everyone. And the fact that we have a very diverse audience that comes. So when we have people come for the first time, we ask you to sign in and, and answer a bunch of questions about yourself. And what that does is it enables us to understand who's coming and what the makeup of the audience is. And each week, about 46% of the folks who come are non-white. And while that's great, because we are a, a minority majority city in Philadelphia, it's not all the way where we need to be, but it's really very different than a lot of other networking events that happen. And we worked really hard to make sure that we were partnering with the right folks to be able to create programming and create an environment that made it feel very welcoming for everyone. So we could create a community, but we created a community that hadn't traditionally had and it's, a and place it's, to know that they can go. I rarely see organizations bat 100% on what their mission is. And it's the reason why after I went to my first venture cafe, I was like, wow, there's people here in suits. There's people here in jeans. There's people here in sweatpants. There's people of all colors. There's people from all ages. Okay, I can mm -hmm. bring high school students here and let them network without them going, oh, wow, look at everyone in a suit. I'm nervous. There's video games. There's food there. There's stuff there for every right. single age. And yes, I, I appreciate Venture Cafe so much for that because I've yet in my networking career have been to a, an event that is like that. I can do that as well. I went to my first Venture Cafe, I'd say in December, and it was the most natural experience, <laughs> especially for what Mr. Aponte described it as. I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> We've been to be so boring and everyone's going to have suits on. And then I, I, I walked in and it's like, okay, you have the, the young geeks, the old entrepreneurs, and it, it was just different categories. Like it's very diverse. And I felt not a single drop or speck of intimidation. I felt very at ease. It was just a positive environment. I actually made a friend. It was very nice. And I do appreciate the work that you do for Venture Cafe. It's amazing. Everything about it. I know it you guys amazing. are focused on um, volunteerism and a big part of what you what you talk about. And, and that's a big part of our success for Venture Cafe. We call our volunteers ambassadors. But they're what we call our secret sauce because they're the folks that, you know, are at the front when you walk in and say, hi, welcome. Thanks for coming. Have you been here before? Or the folks that see that you might have a one on your name tag and actually are like, oh, what brought you here today? So they're the real workers behind the scenes. One of the things that's in our credo is we say no hard selling. So a lot of times you'll go to networking events and there's those people that are trying to sell you snake oil. And we try very hard 
not to have our environment be that way, but it's our ambassadors. It's our folks who are there that are regularly like saying, hey, this is what we're, we're about here. We're about just welcoming people in and learning and exploring who you are as a person. And if what you do comes up as a business or what you do as a student comes up, that's great, but it doesn't have to be all about that. It's about really discovering you as an individual. How did you come up with secret <laughs> sauce? <laughs> what gave you that idea? Like, hey, let's call them. It's on our, our website, actually. Sauce. You know, it's funny. The great part about working in a team is we had a good team of folks last summer who was working on it, including our intern, was helping us think about how we redid our website and made it more of our own. And so we talked about kind of the VC John coming out of that. The secret sauce also came out of that. We were talking about why we thought we were successful. We recognized so much of it was the work that our volunteers do behind the scenes, as well as kind of in person for the day of events to make people feel welcome. So we definitely think, we definitely think there are secret sauce. I was on your LinkedIn and I saw something that I was trying to drill into We Love Philly students' heads this past semester. I'll read it. It's from your profile. Sorry, I was creeping on you. <laughs> it said, quote, you have the unique ability to craft the strategy and tell the story that drives organizational alignment. Can you give us some pointers or why is that important when you're starting a business? Oh, that's interesting. It's funny that you picked that out because I would have thought you might have said something else. So believe it or not, I actually did one of those assessments and I can't remember the name of the assessment. And, and you know, when you do you answer all these questions and it tells you what your unique ability is, only 5% of the people in the world are like you. And that first part of it about having the unique ability to craft the strategy came out of that. I, I like to get data and I like to collect a lot of interesting information, but then it's about synthesizing that data. Data is interesting, but it can only take you so far. So it's really about creating those stories or being able to give those examples, which actually brings the strategy to life. So if you are able to use data, so lots of people's opinions, helping guide the direction that you want to go, but then figuring out what are those right ways to bring it to life. And I think that really is through storytelling. And so a lot of my last number of years in my career has been around marketing and really helping to tell people's stories. It's one of the things I love about Venture Cafe because it gives people a voice to tell their story that might not otherwise have had that voice. So lots of times we'll have speakers in the room that are really famous and other people have, have seen and heard. And lots of times we have speakers who never had an opportunity to speak in public before. And for me, it's equally as important that they're given an opportunity and a platform to showcase their talents as it is to get the famous person to, to come to Venture Cafe. So it's really about being able to share lots of people's stories and strategies. Venture Cafe is definitely one of the only places that I've been to where the amateur and the expert are one. And that is very important. That's, I believe that your entire mission and everything that you're doing with VC John and everything else is 
It's amazing. <laughs> and I don't have the words to properly articulate. It's like I was saying, when Mr. Aponte introduced the idea of Venture Cafe to us, I literally groaned in response. It was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but we walked in and it was such a natural experience. And I, I enjoyed myself. And I look forward to when the COVID is over and the pandemic ceases and we can all explore together. Maybe we'll have new ideas or we luckily get, get, we can volunteer for you guys again and just to hear everyone and see everyone and network like the purposes. It's, it's amazing. It really is. Um, I wanted to ask what is the University City Science Center and how does it tie into Venture Cafe? So the Science Center is 57 years old. So it has been in Philadelphia and an institution in Philadelphia for a really long time. And we really try to do three things from our mission. It's around cultivating the 21st century workforce. So we actually work with students as well as have a workforce development program. We also are looking to commercialize technologies. So help technologies or scientists create businesses. And then the third part is really around convening people um, and bringing them together. And so Venture Cafe is part of that convening platform. And so my team actually runs all of the convening activities for the Science Center. So we also have space that you can rent. We also have a drop-in lounge. So on the first floor of our building, when it's non-COVID-19 time. It is a space that's free and open to the public. It's free Wi-Fi. It's open every day, Monday through Friday, 30 to five. And the goal is similar to Venture Cafe. It's just a space for people to come. So if you're a student and you just wanna be able to get out of your house and have a quiet space for a while, where you're not interrupted by brothers and sisters or you know parents, it's a place to come and do that. It's also a place where people have business too. So maybe they work from home normally and want an ability to see other people. So they will come out and they can have meetings there. And so the Science Center is a nonprofit. What's really neat about the Science Center is we are owned by 30 different university shareholders and research institutions. So Villanova and Penn and Drexel and Children's Hospital and the Wistar Institute are all of our shareholders. And what I think is unique about that is I actually see us a lot like the country of Switzerland in that it's pretty neutral. So we're not part of Penn, so we don't have to you know, do everything that Penn says, or we're not part of Drexel, so we have to do everything that they say. We, in fact, have the ability to kind of bring a lot of different people together and have a lot of different voices. And like I said, the Science Center has been doing that for over 50 years and has really been kind of a staple of the community. I think what's neat about Venture Cafe is it actually brings a different side to the Science Center than what we've had in the past. So Venture Cafe brings a lot of folks into the Science Center who might not have known about the Science Center previously, but by virtue of us having these programs every Thursday and partnering with a lot of different groups and organizations to get their message out, it actually introduces a lot more people to the Science Center as well. So it's almost like Venture Cafe through networking helps bring 
extra exposure to the science center. Yep. So in each one, reach one, give love, get love system that we all have here. That must be a Philly thing. Everyone just gives and we get. That's incredible. Yep. Thank you. We usually wrap up the podcast with two questions. Taya, correct me, because Yadiel is usually the one who says this, but he's not here. What does he call it? At a Trinity of Truth. Now, do you remember what it is, Taya? Yeah, if you can go back in time and tell your younger self three things, what would it be? It is a Trinity of Truth. I love this question. First, always be looking into the future and not being stuck in the moment of today. So thinking 10 steps ahead, because it'll help to inform the decisions that you make today. Thinking about that as opposed to immediately acting. I would say that it's really important to surround yourself by great people, because by surrounding yourself with great people, they're always going to make you better. And so whatever you can do to be with people that inspire you or people that you trust, they're going to help you make better decisions than you would have just on your own. And then third, I would say that family is really important and not to lose sight of how that group of people that loves you, however you define that family. It's okay to define it however you want to define it and that they're always going to be there to lift you up. Beautiful. So I want to take a minute to send some love your way. Venture Cafe has inspired so many of my students. Let it be my one student, Yadiel. He was able to go on virtual reality. He met a person who created a system to be able to play an instrument and he didn't have any arms. To this day, students still talk about what they've seen at Venture Cafe. The table that we had, we were able to tell people about We Love Philly, the networking possibilities that you have given the students and myself. I was going to Venture Cafes for maybe a couple months before the students and the people I've met there who've helped We Love Philly gain more traction. I really appreciate and love everything that you're doing over there. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing yourselves with us. How can people get a hold of Venture Cafe? How can they find you? Where where is Uh, everything? Our website is venturecafephiladelphia.org. And that is the best place to learn and explore um, and see all of the different programming that's happening. We also have an email on there, hello at venturecafephiladelphia.org. It's a long, Venture Cafe Philadelphia is long, but feel free to reach out. There's opportunities on our website if you wanted to be a speaker, if you wanted to have a demo table. We always take sponsors. (laughs) So if you want to be a sponsor, we we, we do that. If you think that coming and becoming a volunteer might be something that would be interesting, we're always looking for more people to get involved because we think that's how we spread the love is by touching people and then ultimately having them reach out and expand to their networks. So we appreciate that very much. Normally on the We Love Philly podcast, we have a question we'd like to ask. This is the first virtual one. <laughs> so what is your definition of love? Truly embracing something with your whole heart. And love is a feeling and you know it and you feel it in every 
fiber and pore of your body. And so when you do things that you love, the best of you comes out. So I encourage people to be passionate, feel their love, because I think that's when you get the best of people. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I I know this is a podcast, but I will share that my daughter gave me a love bracelet for Mother's Day (laughs) yesterday. So I feel like I'm part of the group. So thank you very much for interviewing me. We appreciate you coming on. And yes, anything we can do for Venture Cafe in the future, please let us know. We'd be happy to be a service. Mm -hmm.